Bible reading for this morning. Uh, and I'm going to read two uh, shortish readings, both from Matthew. So I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 3, and then we're going to skip across to Matthew chapter 13 and read a couple of verses from there as well. So uh, the words will be on the screen. So let's read from Matthew chapter 3. Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. And then over to Matthew chapter 13, a couple of verses, 44 to 46. Take it back, James, to um, the final one of the reading, that's it. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This is God's word to us. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, will you come? Don't wait until we get into the water in a few minutes. Come now. Because our hearts need you now. Will you come and move among us and speak to us? We want to say that we love you and that we're seeking you this morning. We open our hearts to you now. And we ask that you will come. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So today we are celebrating baptism, and that is very much what we do when we have a baptism. It is a celebration, a wonderful celebration of the work of God transforming someone's life. Baptism is one of the most important things that we do as God's people, as followers of Jesus, and there are important reasons why we do it. The first reason, and perhaps the most important reason why we are baptized is because Jesus commanded it. Jesus told his friends, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So when we are baptized, it's an act of obedience to Jesus. It's in his instructions, clearly. And if we love him, we will want to obey him, to do the things that he says. And the second reason why we do it is that Jesus himself was baptized, as we have heard. 
And so when we are baptized, we're following his example, the best example of all. So none of us can say, well, it's not really necessary for me. Jesus clearly thought it was necessary for himself. No matter how long or short a time we've been following him, baptism is not just an optional extra that that we might just get round to one day. It's a foundational act of obedience to Jesus' command. And it's following his example. In the verses that we read, first of all, where it, it described Jesus' baptism, we saw that John tried to dissuade him and say that it's not right for him to be baptized by an ordinary man. But Jesus says, no, it should be done. For we must carry out all that God requires. It was right for Jesus, and so it's right for us to complete and fulfill what God asks of us, what God has laid down as his instructions for his people. And Jesus himself is modeling that obedience, and he shows us that it was right even for him as an act of obedience to his father to be baptized. And we see that the Holy Spirit, like a dove, comes down on him and fills him in response to that submission, in response to that surrender. What we see in Jesus as he goes forward from his baptism is a life lived in total surrender to God. The next thing that's recorded after Jesus' baptism in chapter 4 is that he was led into the wilderness and he went through a time of suffering and temptation. But that didn't happen because God had taken his eye off him for a minute. It wasn't some kind of mistake or oversight. It says that he was led by the Spirit there. Jesus lived his whole life led by the Spirit and whatever that entailed. In Jesus, we have the ultimate example of a Spirit-filled life, a Spirit-led life. And it was only possible because of his surrender. And then the Holy Spirit gave him the strength and the grace to flourish no matter what he faced. And so this is the pattern for our lives, for all who have been baptized, that God leads and we follow where he leads. And the more that we do that, the more filled we can become with his spirit. And he gives us the strength to follow and to do what we're called to do. And so when we come to be baptized, it's a sign of surrender. When we go under the water, it's a sign, it's a symbol that our old life is dead. We die to our old self, our old life, the person that we used to be. 
the way we used to live, the way we used to think. And as we come up out of the water, that symbolizes our new birth, our new life in Christ. When we're baptized, every part of us goes under the water. And that is symbolic. We don't hold one hand out of the water or one foot out of the water and say, all of me except this bit. All of me is yours except this bit, God. What we see being enacted in a very visual way in baptism is full surrender. Total letting go of what we have been before. Life with Jesus, life his way, means that we totally surrender our lives to God and don't hold anything back. Total surrender, total letting go of that old life, that old self, the old ways, and a rising up with the power of the Holy Spirit to a new self and a new life. In God. And this is the only way, this total surrender is the only way that we can follow Jesus. You can't really do it partially. Anything less than total surrender is that really following Him at all? We can't half surrender, we need to be all in. Jesus tells a parable, and we read it in the second part of our reading, about treasure in a field and a pearl, a hidden pearl of great price. And those are two images about seeking and finding. In the first one, a man stumbles on something amazing, treasure buried in a field. He didn't know it was there. He doesn't even seem to have been looking for it particularly. But having found it, he recognizes the value of what he stumbled on. And he realizes that this is no ordinary field. And this is no ordinary muddy box or muddy sack that he's unearthed. There is treasure here. Treasure that can change his life forever. In the second image, the merchant is a trader in pearls, and he's definitely looking, he's seeking. He's looking and searching all the time for that one pearl that will be like no other, that the biggest, the most beautiful, the most perfect pearl. And when he finds it, he knows that his search is over. He knows its worth. And so they both realize whether they were searching for it or whether they stumbled on it, they both realize that what they have found is life-changing. What they found is of immeasurable worth. And for that reason, what do they do? They each go and sell everything they had before so that they can own this thing that they found. And the reality is that they can't own it unless they let go of everything else. Total surrender. All in. 
because it's worth it. This treasure, this pearl, it's the new life that Jesus offers us. It's the treasures of his grace and his love. And when we discover them, it is life-changing. Our life will never be the same again. There is a searching in all of us. It's at the heart of our culture and in every culture throughout the world, really, because it is in the heart of human nature. This sense that something's missing. There is a very famous song by U2. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I've searched everything. I've tried everything. I've done everything, but I'm still empty. I'm still left wanting. I still haven't found that thing that will satisfy this emptiness inside me. You'll hear uh, in a few moments from our beautiful Iranian friends of their experience of that, of their internal pain and strife and the emptiness in their inner life and of how they have found this treasure. They have so much to teach us about sacrifice and about being all in. Because in Iran, if you give your life to Jesus, your life is in danger. It's against the law to change your religion. And so because they've met Jesus, because they've given their life to Jesus and want to follow him, they have been forced to leave their homes and their families. Everything that is familiar. Everything they knew. Because they want to follow Jesus. And they have traveled dangerous routes across the Middle East and Europe. The ones that we see on the television news made dangerous journeys to get here. And now they live here and we welcome them and we love them. But this is still an alien land and an alien culture. And they cannot go home. We need to understand that. All in. No half measures. Full surrender. In our parable, for both of those men, they have a single-minded commitment to their purpose once they've found it. Either of them could have decided that the cost was too high, that it was just too risky and too much to give up everything and to sell all of their other possessions, they could have walked away from what they'd found and carried on as they were before. If you are struggling to let go of something, resisting that surrender in some way, have you asked yourself why? What is it that you're afraid of? When our eyes are opened to the true value of what we found, we have a choice. To choose the treasure, to choose Jesus, involves risk. It involves sacrifice. 
we could say that it comes free, but it's not cheap. No half surrender. No half commitment. We have to be all in. And God promises that when we do that, when we stop resisting, when we let go and offer him our full surrender, we will be filled with the power of his Holy Spirit to live in his grace. So what is this word surrender saying to you this morning? You may be sitting there Realizing that you're searching, that you still haven't found what you're looking for, the thing that will fill the hole inside you. Pray and ask God to fill it, to come and fill that hunger inside you. You may be sitting there feeling that you've followed Jesus for some time now, but you've never taken this step of obedience in baptism, and that he's calling you, challenging you to take that step of faith and to come all in. Maybe you've never fully turned your life over to Jesus in this way before. Maybe you've always kept one hand on the steering wheel, never fully letting go, never fully surrendering. But he's in the business of changing lives. He can only change yours if you let him, if you can let go and just surrender to him. Or maybe you've been a believer for a long time, but there's still this gnawing sense, actually, that something is missing, that you haven't quite got there yet. Or a feeling that you've got a bit stuck, that you haven't got the wind in your sails anymore, and you don't really know what to do about it. It's probably God calling you to leave your comfort zone. To leave the shallow water where you feel safe and to step out into the deeper waters of faith with him. My comfort zone is not where God is. He is out there in the deeper water. And he's asking us if we're willing to follow him. Come and talk to me at the end. I'd love to talk to any of you if you feel that God is prodding you, doing something inside you this morning. I'd love to just chat and to pray with you. Is there something that you need to surrender this morning so that you can get to God and so that he can get to you and come and fill you with his spirit? Jesus calls us to follow. He calls us to be all in. So will you come? I just want to finish with a prayer that's written in the form of a poem. So I just invite you to close your eyes and to hear these words as a prayer. Come to me, my friend. I call you to a deeper surrender of yourself. I call you to come to me. I call you to come 
to my freedom. Unshackle your heart and surrender again to me today. Come to me, my friend. I will give you all that you need. Believe and trust in me. I know you may not understand, but just know that my way is the perfect way. My plan is a perfect plan for your life. Turn yourself to me again today. I want to deepen my life in you. I want to give you my love. My dear one, I want to transform you, to make you a new creation, ever new, ever changing. I want to bring you to know a deeper truth, a deeper freedom. I want you to believe in my power to transform you to heal you, to heal your life. Do not limit what I can do. There is so much more I want to do with you and through you. I call you to a deeper faith today that I may be still more powerful in you.